Ah, yes. It's another edition of MLB Morning Coffee coming to you on a Friday, a very foggy Friday morning here from the Ocean Avenue studios in San Francisco, California. My name is Greg Mraz, your host as always. Couple of reminders. Number one, write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. Like I said, five-star reviews are appreciated, but if you do want to leave a one-star review, you also can do that like a fine folk did a couple of days ago. And I appreciate the feedback. While I don't agree with it, this is a place where you are entitled to your opinion. And if you don't like what I have to say, then you know what? You don't have to listen. Or maybe you just keep listening because you love to hate me. And hey, if you love to hate me, then that's just going to make me even more popular. So I appreciate all reviews. Go back, listen to some old episodes, especially some of our coffee conversations. In particular, Brayden Bishop, Zach Littell, Ian Jabot, Luke Farrell, Dalton Kelly. We've got a lot of really good ones in the bank for you. So the subject of today's episode is a two-part subject. And by the title of this episode, which I decided to use a Game of Thrones theme, and just full disclosure, I don't actually watch Game of Thrones, it is called Brace Yourself, The Opt-Outs Are Coming. So when I put that out there, what I'm trying to effectively say is that we are getting to the point where more and more players are going to start to opt out of the season. And the main news that broke this morning, and I'm glad that I recorded this when I did, is that Buster Posey, the three-time world champion catcher in 2012 NL MVP, future Hall of Famer, is going to opt out of the 2020 season. That news broke about 20 minutes from when we recorded this episode, or started recording this episode. And Posey had been very hesitant over the past week or so about whether or not he was going to commit to playing at all this season. But Posey and his wife had just recently adopted twins that were born prematurely and are still in the NICU, the NICU, which is the wing of the hospital where they keep prematurely born kids. And Posey effectively said that he couldn't take the risk with two prematurely born babies whose immune systems are compromised, whose organs are not fully functioning, that he could not take the risk of bringing two brand new babies that are born prematurely home and put himself at risk of contracting the virus and spreading it to those kids, his already eight-year-old twins, or his wife. And that could prove devastating for kids that were born prematurely. Now, I don't know how much people know about, I certainly don't know as much as I should, about comparing premature babies versus babies that were born in the full life cycle of the pregnancy, but they are at way higher risk of developing into unhealthy kids. And Buster Posey understood that and said that he could not take the risk of exposing those kids who they have to worry about developing their organ systems. They have to worry about developing their immune systems. They have to worry about growing big enough to survive the first few months of their life. That's damn important. Way more important than somebody who's already made enough money to survive the rest of their life and provide for his now four kids playing a 60-game baseball season. Buster Posey, by the way, health-wise, could probably use the year off anyway. 
He has a degenerative hip, and he's not nearly the same player that he used to be, especially on the offensive side of things. But statistics aside, I think that Buster Posey understood that the risks of playing this season further outweighed the benefits. Now, here's the thing that is the most important to me, is that he is the most notable player in terms of national notoriety and fame that has opted out of the season. So let's go through the list, at least of who we know right now, that has opted out of the season and what this could mean moving forward. Now that somebody as high profile as Buster Posey has opted out, what this could mean for others. So let's take a look at the list of guys who have opted out already this season. So this list is compiled by the AJC, and they're doing this alphabetically in terms of players and coaches. So from the Braves, we have Nick Markakis, who opted out on July 5th, and Markakis has been a very consistent hitter over the life of his career. Maybe not as notoriable as Posey, but very close. Felix Hernandez, who was about to start his first year with the Braves, decided to opt out. King Felix has not been the same pitcher that he once was. And Braves first base coach Eric Young Sr. is also going to opt out of this year. Mike Leak was the first guy to opt out for the Diamondbacks, the first guy that opted out, period. He only started 10 games for Arizona last year after being traded from the Seattle Mariners. David Price, again, not as successful as he once was back in his days with the Tampa Bay Rays, but he has decided to opt out of this season. For the Nationals, you've got three guys, Ryan Zimmerman and Joe Ross. You also have Wellington Castillo, who was supposed to be the guy competing with Jan Gomes and Kurt Suzuki for the catching position. He is going to opt out. Ian Desmond, as we already talked about with his very influential and powerful post on Instagram about social and racial injustices. He is opting out not just for health reasons, but also to make sure that he helps his community of Sarasota, Florida, get youth baseball back on track. And I think that is absolutely awesome. So those are the main guys for now. But that list, I think, could expand. And everybody thinks that Mike Trout, the Angels outfielder, is the pivot point. Everybody looks at Mike Trout as the centerpiece of the game. And if Mike Trout has concerns about playing, and now that he has seen Buster Posey opt out, somebody that is in a very similar situation to him, he just adopted premature girls, Mike Trout's wife is pregnant. So if Mike Trout sees Buster Posey's reasoning for opting out of the season, then I fully expect that Mike Trout is going to opt out. And whether or not other players understand the optics of why Mike Trout decided to opt out, what that's going to do is create a ripple effect throughout baseball of guys that are saying, now wait a minute, is the health risk really worth it? There are a lot of guys that basically have said, well, I want to do this so that I can help out my teammates. I don't want to let my teammates down. Kyle Schwarber of the Chicago Cubs talked a couple of days ago about how everybody needs to follow the health and safety protocols because if they don't, they're hurting their teammates. Well, 
you're also not necessarily going to get everybody that thinks that way. You would like to have people think that way and say, I need to make sure I do everything in my power to keep everybody safe because I'm letting a teammate down if I don't. But not everybody thinks like that. As much as we would like to think that they do, they don't. And clearly society has shown us that not everybody thinks like that. We are a society of selfish people, not a society of selfless people. If you don't understand that by now, then I can't help you. But what I can do is implore you to understand that. Look at the cases in front of you of every news story that we see involving a quote-unquote Karen. And you guys all know what a Karen is at this point. It is the overprivileged woman that decides, or I should say overprivileged white woman, that decides that they want to just call the police or throw a fit because something doesn't go their way. So, yes, that's a Karen. If you're offended by that, then I'm sorry. Go listen to something else. But the main question that I will leave everybody here with before I transition to our second topic of the day is that if Mike Trout decides to opt out and other players follow suit, because he has set a precedent. What does this do to Major League Baseball's view of the season? I love minor league baseball. I love the process of prospect development. That has been my life for the last five years, watching from the broadcast booth as players have risen from rookie ball to the bigs. That is something that I appreciate, and seeing prospects that I got to see play, playing the major leagues, would be pretty darn cool. But a lot of those guys are not Major League ready yet. So if you're trotting out double-A rosters onto a Major League Baseball field on a 99-out basis, then is it really worth it for Major League Baseball to do it? It's not really worth it to do it right now, considering we're in the middle of a public health crisis that has killed over 135,000 people in this country. But that is neither here nor there. Major League Baseball is not listening to the decisions of me and to the decisions of other people that are screaming against this because they're just going to press on because they need the money. But anywho, we were referencing Kyle Schwarber talking earlier about how people need to take health and safety seriously for the sake of their teammates and how Major League Baseball promised that they were going to have full protocols in place to make sure that players were getting tested every two days, and making sure they had the results back immediately, or at least as immediately as they could by sending them to this lab in Utah. And that's where the second story comes in. And where it segues from the first story is in players' decisions to opt out. This broke yesterday afternoon via Jesse Doherty of the Washington Post. Yes, the name is spelled Doherty. I actually was an intern in the Cape Cod League while he was an intern there. So I know it is pronounced Doherty. But anyways, Jesse Doherty, who is the Nationals beat writer for the Washington Post, reported that Major League Baseball chartered two flights from the Dominican Republic to Miami on July 1st, carrying 160 players and staff members. None of them were tested prior to boarding the flight from the Dominican. And several players have tested positive and are self-isolating after having landed in Miami. I am absolutely floored that Major League Baseball, 
who basically said, we're going to make sure that we have the best health and safety protocols possible, didn't put anybody in the Dominican or have tests ready in the Dominican to test these guys before they went from one country to another? Are you out of your mind? That is criminal to me. And Major League Baseball is apparently making the excuse that the Dominican Republic didn't have the infrastructure to test. Well, guess what, Major League Baseball? You've got billions of dollars. So why don't you send a doctor and a bunch of testers on a private plane down to the Dominican, get those guys tested, ship that stuff back, and then get your test results back before you fly those guys from the Dominican to the United States. That is on the owners, that is on the Players Association, that is on the players who weren't behaving responsibly that ended up getting COVID-19 and boarded that flight and putting everybody else on that plane at risk. But it's on Major League Baseball for not testing those players prior to getting on the plane. And again, we've explained how disease can spread exponentially. Who knows who might have it right now? And who knows, given how Major League Baseball's testing protocols have been an abject disaster. That's our prior episode, by the way. You should go back and listen to it. Who knows if these have spread to other players that did not come from the Dominican. But it is criminal to me that Major League Baseball couldn't have made the extra effort to send tests down there or procure tests from the Dominican, and now, I understand that the country is having a problem in terms of their testing capacity, but Major League Baseball has effectively privatized their testing, so you know what? You can privatize it for players that are coming from the Dominican Republic, too. You had enough money to charter the planes to get from the Dominican to Miami, so guess what you can do? You can go send a bunch of guys with tests down to the Dominican, test them, and clear them before they get on a plane. And it is that case alone that kind of tossed it over the edge for me that baseball shouldn't happen this year. Because even though you're touting that you've got a 110-page safety operations manual and a 67-page testing protocol, blah, 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 you can't get it right. You're not following your own rules. How can we trust you to get this right? We can't trust you to get this right. In any event, baseball is closer and closer to happening, whether it should or not. We're going to try and get to more baseball-related stories in the coming week. I promise you I will try, but there are absolutely no guarantees of me actually executing that promise because everything just seems like it's that dog inside the room sipping a cup of coffee where he says everything is fine and the fire is all around him that's like the whole year of 2020 to be quite frank with you but anyways we're going to try next week to keep it a little bit more positive I just thought that both of those stories are pretty critical especially and I know we didn't expound upon it as much as possible but it's pretty simple Major League Baseball didn't test the guys coming from the Dominican Republic before they got on the plane you cannot put any further variables into this process if you want to make it work. And guess what you just did? You just put another variable into the process that you could have easily avoided if you had spent the damn money to put testers down there from your own American supply, from the supply that you procured from the lab in Utah. You could have done that, but you didn't. And to me, 
That just shows that Major League Baseball's restart is getting a big, fat F. Let's see how many more players opt out, because brace yourself, the opt-outs are coming. This has been another edition of MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will talk to you Monday morning. Be safe, and we'll catch you Monday a.m.